Welcome to the Growing in Greatness podcast with your host, Wendelin Singletary. We bring relevant insights, actionable strategies, and connections to resources to inspire you to explore your potential and become the best version of yourself in business and personally. So take charge and commit to growth. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And remember, you deserve to see your own greatness. Hey there. Good morning, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I am just jamming a little bit. That music at the end feels real good. You know, I'm kind of jamming. So anyway, happy, happy Monday. Happy to have all you here today. Happy that you're here and you showed up. You know, I got to give a little shout out to folks who show up. That's the biggest part of it. You know, days are hard. Things are tight. There's so much to do and so many good things to do. But the fact that you showed up, so give yourself a hand clap of applause, pat yourself on the back, do a little dance, give yourself a big round of applause, and appreciate yourself for just showing up. You know, you're here today and you're showing up. So once again, we're back here at the fourth Monday in the month. So you remember last month we started a new segment called I'm Just Saying. And today, again, I have my two cohorts with me, my two partners in crime are here. We may get a little chime in from our executive director as well. She she likes the subject matter that we're going to talk about. And the subject matter today is work-life balance. That's something that everyone has um, some thoughts on. If you want to call in, give a thought, ask a question, call 515 602-9767. Once again, 515-602-9767. And we'll try to get you on. So let's talk about work-life balance. That is such a huge, huge subject. And that's why I need these two ladies to be on with me today. We have Carolyn Cole, who we had on before. She's an entrepreneur and a writer, a very intelligent lady. Just talk with her offline and you would be just totally impressed. And then, of course, we have a Deneen Weathersby, who's the COO of Mag Ventures, and she, too, is a highly intelligent woman. Um, we are just delighted to have the two of them. I must admit, we all know each other. We all have done business together. And so I knew it would be a great dynamic um, threesome um, if we all got together on this and they agreed to be a part of this. And so here we are. So we're going to talk about work-life balance. We've got so many things to do. You know, you have to talk about your work-life balance, period, how you factor in a relationship, uh, husband, wife, how you factor in your child, uh, other things you're committed to in the community as well. So it's a big, big blob of stuff we got to get up under. You know, we're struggling to achieve the greatest work-life balance. And you're not alone when you're struggling to do that. Everyone is struggling to do that. And trying to understand the best way to do it, to manage time, to give fair time to things that are important to them. You know, one time when we talked about work-life balance, it was a little easier to separate the two because life was different. Um, people had different views on stuff. We, we didn't have, um, we had blue laws, so things we didn't do on Sundays. And our religious belief didn't allow us to do certain things on Sunday. We didn't work on Sundays. We didn't shop on Sundays. Um, then when the of COVID came in, and so many people getting to work at home, um, it became a little more difficult to separate work-life balance. If you're a hard worker, 
Um, at one time, you leave your office at 536 or whatever. You come home, you cook your meal, and it was a little more simpler. Now you work at home potentially, and, you know, the kids come home or your spouse comes home or just time for yourself to go to the gym or whatever, talk to your friends, family. You can always stay on the computer another half an hour longer or you get one more thing done. Or like me, you can be preparing dinner and all of a sudden something hits you and you jump up and run back to the computer. You know, technology has made it so easy for you to be in contact not only with one person but a number of people between technology and computers and phones and Zoom and all of that. So, you know, how do we maneuver through this work-life balance? So I want my um, – my co-host to kind of jump in and give me a little bit of what you say and just talk to me about what is, what does it take? How important is work-life balance? I'm making a big deal about it. A lot of people write about it, but is it a big deal? Is work-life balance a big deal? So come on with this, uh, Carolyn, give me your input on this. Well, well I'm going to say, Janine, I think this is an inside joke of some kind for Gwen to talk about work-life balance because you and, and using the word struggling because that is exactly where I am, struggling to find that balance that seems to, you know, just elude me. And I probably think a lot of people are in those circumstances, like she said already, trying to find you know, what will work for you at home, what's, where, where are the boundaries with the professional life, and how to stay well, you know, because that's the thing that motivates me the most is that uh, as a cancer survivor, I think a lot about, you know, the stress that comes with trying to do too much and be in too many places. So that's one of the motivating factors for me, how to stay healthy. That work-life balance means health to me. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good that's point. A, that's a very, very good point. I, you know, I have a little bit different perspective because it's like how many husbands can you go through? You know, I mean, it really <laughs> becomes a situation, you know, third husband and you're like, well, what is the problem? You know, I mean, so the whole terminology of work-life balance is actually relatively a new phenomenon, as Gwen said, you know. First of all, what is it? Because your work is your life, and if you want some balance, you need some money, so you got to work, you know what I mean? So it's just like a vicious cycle. But what had me really focusing on trying to get work-life balance was at a funeral. Everybody was crying over this lady, but they had worked the dog stew out of her, and now she did, and they all crying. So I'm like, that's not good. So she found her balance, you know. And so, you know, but at least she had a husband. So, you know, I don't know if her husband was helping her or what, but something wore her out, but she was just dead, you know. And so the consequences are too high now for not having it, And as I age, I don't know if it's age that makes you have the work-life balance because when you're younger, you just keep going because you think you can. And as Mm -hmm. you get older, the can turns into can't, right? And then the will turns into I won't, and it really is all you did was find the balance, you know. And so I found balance and boundaries go hand in hand, and you Mm -hmm. have to set them for yourself because depending on where you are in your entrepreneurial cycle, you may have to grind. You know, when you can, mm-hmm. and you know what that is like, Carolyn, you know, too, mm-hmm. there's times mm-hmm. when we're grinding. There is mm-hmm. no balance when you're grinding. There is no mm-hmm. balance when you're surviving. You know, it's like when you drown and trying to just take a breath. Let me take a break and rest. No, you're drowning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> drown. it's, 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 yeah, so it's a subjective thing in my mind, I think. But I don't but you, know. You, I ain't figured it you out. Said something, but you said something very important that I was thinking about the saying, um, when do you know? that you're off balance? When do you know it's time? Because you made a very valid point. We all come through this strenuous time, especially for 
entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business owners, but even in the workplace. And because we've been thrown all so much about because of the health crisis, the COVID, and we're coming home, and so many people didn't have income for a period of time, they might have been laid off, or if you had your own business, it wasn't working so well, or you had to cut back on employees. Just so many things that caused these last two years to be a little crazy. It seems as if most people now are, to your point, grinding, trying to get that back or what they lost two years ago. So the concept for me is mm-hmm. when you know, do you know or you say, okay, you know what? I can't do anything about two years ago. All I can do is go forward, and I'm, I'm not going to kill myself. Or, you know what? It was a rough time. But if I give myself that extra day a week to just rest and think, I come up with better solutions and things to help me <laughs> be more productive. So you know, when do you know that something has to break or something has to give? <sighs> I know when I when you're not getting enough sleep, when you're not really enjoying what you're doing, I think those are those start to be those early signs that something is is off balance. Um, I think, and you know, we've got all sorts of pretty words for overworking yourself, like um, multitasking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you know, and, and, and we. We start then applauding ourselves and giving ourselves a pat on the back then, you know, about how much, how many tasks can we juggle at the same time. I'm good at this. I got 10. I got eight, you know. And so the next thing you know, and then you're pushing yourself to that point where you're like, you know, where is everybody? Where are the things that I enjoy? Where are the people I want to spend time with? And then you start longing for those times when your grandparents uh, or your parents said, you know, it's Sunday. We're not doing anything today. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 And and you know, for me, it, it was it was. I'm a more of a circumstantial learner rather than circumspectly or pre. Mine is always post something terrible happened, and and uh, you know, and some of the husbands weren't so terrible. I shouldn't have married them to begin with, so it really had nothing to do with my work life. <laughs> okay, now. guys, let me be clear with you guys. She was serious right. about three husbands. Now let's be clear. That was not just a joke. She was clear about the three husbands. Go on. But, yeah, and, it, it, you know, and they probably were ill-fated to begin with. It just prolonged the inevitable in some cases. But, um, you know, I, I had a situation where I thought I had did the best job in the world of this, on this proposal, right, and it was set up nicely. It looked really good, and, you know, I naturally am kind of a, you know, a, a good writer and things, so I kind of was a little cocky about it, right? And I'm presenting the proposal to a chairman, you know, of this organization that, you know, I mean, I worked forever to get this meeting. And I had a page full of K's, the letter K, a page full. Now, I was working on this thing at 2 o'clock in the morning and everything else, too, and it was set up nice, and I had it bound beautifully and this and that and the other thing, and we're going through it. And the first page, I was like, ooh, Jesus, what were you trying to say there? The second page, it was like garble, garble, garble. And the other page was a whole page of K's. I fell asleep while I was sleeping. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was like, but you know what? I recovered. I did recover. I said, you know what? That wasn't for me. That was for you to see if you were paying attention. But anyway, okay. it was so embarrassing <laughs> for me that I was like, okay, we got to do something different, right? And so mine was through my circumstances, and I did close the deal, but it was for half as much as I wanted. But um, it was still a, it was a learning lesson, note to self. So now my key to myself is, okay, you get ready to type a page full of K's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, the other so, thing, too, so, that's real, I ended up in my office having to call the 9-11 people. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that was embarrassing. And it wasn't so much that it was embarrassing because um, I was afraid of being sick or anything like that. It was embarrassing because how did I let myself get this bad, right? Mm -hmm. And because Mm -hmm. you could, you did, not because, you know, you shouldn't have. So it was a a life-learning lesson for me. And then when I ended up in intensive care for three days, well, somebody, you know, I mean, nothing got done. So I was like, if I can lay down for three days and come back and still have a business, I guess it could do without me for a little bit. Right. And so, oh, you know, and I learned through my did. circumstances. Mm-hmm. Ahead, and you will, you will find out, like the lady, the, unfortunately for the woman in the casket, that they will continue to go on without you. My granddaddy used to say, people are ride a free horse to death. So <laughs> <laughs> that will continue. But, you know, get, you, you're speaking note to self. Getting to know yourself uh, is extremely important in terms of how you find your work-life balance and what that means to you. What, what's right for one person may not be right for another. You know, um, some people need more time at work. Some people need less time at work. Um, and, and as far as those husbands go, uh, Janine, there's a whole other show that Gwen would have to do, and it would be much longer to talk about husbands. You talk about husbands, and I talk about trying to get a 30 years trying to divorce the same person, okay? Oh, honey, you would have just shot him. I mean, that's just, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's no to be, you know, moving to Russia, introducing the Putin. Find what that can do to your work-life balance. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How do you have it? Right. But you know what, though? You brought up another point, though, about, you know, finding your, your ideal thing for you. That means you've got to be in love with yourself more than you're in love with the goal of what you're trying to do mm-hmm. or the goal of what people put on you. That she, oh, she can handle it, or oh, she can take a lot of stuff, or, oh, that's just what she does, or oh, she loves working like that. I actually had somebody tell me that I loved working 20 hours a day, six and a half days a week. Mm-hmm. No, it was circumstantial. You yeah, know? I heard that. I um, heard that happen to me as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. people like I to say that. that. People, people think they say that. People say, Carolyn likes to stay up really late at night. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm up because I'm trying to finish something. I'm, I'm still hustling in here. Well, you all are like kicked back and laid back. It's not because I love to do it. It's because I must do it. It was right. So here's the thing. So here's the thing, guys. Let's, let's do this piece. We talked about that piece. So, you know, we know you need to detach. So all of us and most of anyone out here who has a business has this love. Um, they're hardworking. They don't mind making the sacrifices because their business would not be successful still going on if they didn't mind making the sacrifices and worked hard and did extra things. So tell me how you detach. It's not, I mean, to me, we're saying yeah, you got to detach and all that's true, but how do you do it? When you know or believe or feel there are people depending on you, when you know, believe, or feel that certain things won't get done, when you know or believe or feel that, you know, a major consequence will come from you not doing something or being there 12 hours a day, how do you detach? Tell us some steps, some things you may have learned, some tips on how you do it. Again, well, mine was circumstantial. Right, but let's not go there. Let's not go aside circumstantial. 
when you, you know, okay. you do it because you want it was healthy, your health didn't bring you down. You know, and I had to help, I've had that psychosocial too. You guys know about my bouts in the hospital and, you know, my colitis, and that's all stress, and that's what that was. So we all had those. But how do you, in good health, in good mind, detach yourself? What steps you can take to help you detach? You first, as, 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 as Denise said earlier, you learn to love and respect yourself. Which makes you then, I think, put some boundaries around your time and begin to use the word no. No, I can't do that. And then with the doing fewer things well, I think is more important than trying to do a lot of things. I subscribe to that theory. No is a complete sentence. I, I truly subscribe to that theory. <laughs> Yes, you do. <laughs> Complete sense. We don't have to discuss it. Well, I'm just telling you, no, that's sufficient. I ain't got to give you an explanation. Why? I ain't got to justify it. No, it's a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, 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 yeah. Start to break things down into, you know, really what must, what, what do I want to say no to? You know, even down to what can I not say no to? You know, if, if, if children must be fed, that's not an option. You know, there are certain things you just can't say no to. But then you start to look, I'm a, I'm a human being, I'm a real person, I'm not a machine, so I'm going to actually only do, have these, this many things, work, family, what do I enjoy, you know, what do I want, what do I need? For me, I just need quiet time. Just a certain amount of quiet time will get me through and if I can have that quiet time where I can look out a window and see nature, in, you know, I'm good to go. But I found that it was very difficult to get that, just that little bit of quiet time until I started saying no. No, yeah. You know, the, I think the key thing for you is, first of all, is from my perspective, managing your time. Um, you guys yeah. know me, uh, know something about me, a few things about me. And one is I don't play with my time because I always feel like I can get my time back. I can get my money back. I can get my time back. So I'm real particular about people who waste my time, you know, using my time frivolously. And we, I have actually, y'all know, lost friends over that. Okay? I'm not your mm-hmm. friend anymore because you don't respect my time. Um, so I think you can hold on. Big pardon? You didn't, you didn't lose any friends. You lost right. acquaintance. This is weight. This is right. Mm-hmm. This is friends. That's right. What have And no better than to waste your time. That's right. right. That's right. And so, you know, managing, I, the managing that time piece is so huge because if you give yourself a lot of time to do things, not overscheduling yourself, but give you time to do things, which will also give you time, to your point, Carolyn, to breathe, to look out the window, um, those kind of things, I think, are imperative that you do. I, and I, oftentimes we get into the work grind mode, we grind and grind and grinding. So if we can get that time management piece kind of under control, I think that's one of the major things. Of course, we all agree about that saying no. You know, we got to clearly got to be able to say no to people. And then, you know, what does it but take do me to do? You don't know how to say no. See, that was my, my problem was I didn't know how to say no because everything mm-hmm. – was so important and everything was mandatory. So mine was not as ladylike as y'all's is, but what mm-hmm. I do, I unplug completely, just turn the world off. 
I unplugged the whole world and would be gone for days at a time and wouldn't talk to nobody. Right? Okay. You know, and that was my that was my self preservation. Now, it has evolved into I may text somebody and say I'm going offline for a day or two. But before, Gwen could tell you I would disappear, people would call you seen her from D? And she said, No, that's what she do. When she done, she gonna come up <laughs> and, and and that's what I did. You know, because you know what? It's hard you know, to say no to loved ones, colleagues, friends, this, that, and the other thing. And either they got to, and my, I'm a negative, I respond to negative drivers, which I'm, I'm in therapy right now actually trying to get over that. But you had to piss me off or upset me or have a check bounce before I would stop, right? Um. And so I needed other drivers than that. So until I learned other drivers such as self-care, right, what is that? We don't even know what it is. And then when you do get some time to have a work-life balance, well, what do you do? If all you ever did was work, you don't even know what to do. You know, so it's, it's a quandary, which is why some people retire and they get bored silly and go back to work because mm-hmm. only, their only method of validating themselves, all they know what to do with their time is to work rather than learn to recreate, which is, you break that word down, it's recreating something, mm-hmm. right? So. It is. It became um, a, a, a substitute for not having to deal with loneliness, a substitute for not having to deal with depression, a substitute for not wanting to be um, uh, in a situation that you're in, you know, or alone, mm-hmm. right? So you stay busy because that's what you did, you know? I mean, that's, that's how you cope. That was a coping mechanism for you which is why we got so much mental health right now. Half the people just plan on crazy. It ain't no work-life balance. they crazy, right? And what they need is some mental health assistance to not be so crazy. Okay, okay. So I agree with you on that. So what I'm kind of hearing you saying, and I can identify with this, is that so many of us, especially in a certain age group, I think, you know, um, you know, these, these are more mature, 50, 60-ish, you know, we were the children of the dream. You know, what I call that is when, you know, you know, Martin Luther King was talking about what we can do and we content our character and we all believe that education was the way to go and we went to four-year college, um, whatever, we were able to do this and we can, you know, have and have and have. And we had this mindset that these are things we had to do and we work, 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 work to get them done. And then there were all kind of self-help books about the need to work, work, and, and your attitude had to be positive and all this kind of stuff like that. We were children of that era in my mind. And we identified our success and our being with how successful we were at work. So many of us, mm-hmm. and I know I got into it for a while, that my work, mm-hmm. my career, my work defined me. And when I no longer had that um, senior VP, um, living a life, making this kind of money and all that stuff, there was a more, it was a, it was a much more of a, oh gosh, a mental breakdown. I didn't go to a mental breakdown per se, but I had to redefine and really find again who I was outside of what I thought I was, my, my work. My work defined me. So I think that's maybe a big part of what our problems are because our careers, our work defines us. So subsequently, if it doesn't go like we want it to go, we put so much effort in making it work for us that we forget about that's not what defines us, the kind of person you are, the kind of friend you are, the kind of parent, sister, you know, cousin, you know, um, community activist. That defines you. What you do, the service you do for others, to me, really defines a leader in who you are. But we get so tied up with our career defining who we are. Does that make sense? 
That makes perfect sense. And I read something when I started to be concerned about it, uh, uh, and, and not that I'm a complete fan of his, but one of the things that I noticed about all these super rich people, Jeff Bezos don't don't something they wrote something about him. He don't even start talking to people till ten o'clock, you know. And then uh, uh, Bill Gates, he said he would work twenty hours a day for five days a week so he could completely unplug Saturday and Sunday, you know. So the thing that they kind of all had in common is they did their they had a process of timeouts. They had a process that they weren't you know, Amazon or, or Microsoft or whatever, even though that was grueling and demanding for them, you know. And then I think, too, some of the other things that go with it is when you look at the level of stress that goes with lack or the level of stress that goes with, you know, trying to turn a business around or trying to launch something or whatever, that's already inherently stressful and off balance during that period of time, similar to birth. You know, nobody wants to stay in birth for nine months, but we'll carry the baby for nine months to go through a couple hours or a couple of days or whatever of some pain. Mm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Carolyn, what do you think this? I do think that it is, it comes down to um, not really understanding, I'll go back and say, really it under, we understand that to find that balance is going to be different for everybody. And for people not to think of, well, i got to lock into one way, and it has to stay that way. You can, you know, you can continue to evolve and change uh, what, you, what works this year may not work next year, and let mm-hmm. it become something that's fluid enough that you can enjoy finding your work-life balance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and this, uh, to your point, the other things, when we say work-life balance, I think – it doesn't have to be traditionally laying around or reading. It could be volunteering. It could be giving yeah. back to someone else. It could be, you know, enjoying yourself, you know, and, 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 and whatever, being a support system for somebody else. It could be, I mean, it could be some other way of caring for yourself, too. It could be working out, which is not necessarily laying around and resting. Um, there's other things we can do in terms of turning off the work, but that doesn't mean you have to be laying on your back or, or doing nothing, or aimless thought. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Back to what, did you, yeah. what did you want to be before you got into business? Okay. Okay. What did you say, Janine, before you – say that again, please. I said, what did you want to be before you got into your business or before you got on your career path? What was it that you liked to do? You know, I mean – some of us like to dance or sing or do so or, you know, some of those other kind of things that we just absolutely lost things that we were absolutely fascinated in at some point in our life until life started happening, right? So, you know, just kind of reinventing yourself. And then I also think it is definitely a generational issue. I mean, the millennials, these younger folks here, oh, they, they got their balance under control. It's all about what they want it to be about, point blank. They came out the womb thinking like that. Right, so they're, they they have a little. They they were tired of being drug around to every soccer practice, every piano lesson, every whatever. So they just pushed back and said, "No, nope, no, more. that's right." <laughs> we'll do it. Well, tell me this before we go. Before we go, we a little bit of time. Listen, no one's called in. If you want to call in five one five six zero two nine seven six seven. But let's talk about this self care piece. That's huge. How do you go about that? How do you start? your path toward saying, you know, I'm going to take care of myself. 
Um, some people have a problem with self-care. Some people have a problem with saying, I will take care of myself first. Okay, I get that. Well, at least make yourself second or third. So how do you start that self-care process? I got a shrink. I'm just going to put it on wood. I got a shrink. I had to pay somebody. Okay. I'm getting ready to say just therapy is one way. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we talked about learning the word no, getting to understand your boundaries. And, you know, for the people who don't want to lay on their back and, and find it in the more traditional way, just know that you're not going to find it going out there into the groups to do things unless you already have figured out what no is going to mean for you. Because in the world of nonprofit nonprofit and helping people, I mean, that's a a group of people that, you know, they're overworked. And so every time they see a set of hands and some legs, they're like, okay, I'm going to put you to work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you need to know what you're doing when you walk in the door. You You must have a plan. Mhm, mhm, mhm. That is absolutely so. One of the the things that, and I thought it was stupid at first, but one of the things that um, I had to start doing daily was writing down the three things I wanted to accomplish in work, the three things I wanted to accomplish for my family or community or church, and then the three things that I just mm-hmm. wanted to do just because. And the goal for the day was to get to those three things in each one of the categories. And initially. That's what taught me to see how out of balance I was. The first couple of weeks that I had to write this journal, there was nothing in the things, the three things that I wanted to do for me. Well, the first one was get through today. You know, the second one was not kill nobody. And then the third one was not get killed by somebody. You know, those were my three things. that You know, that's not normal, right? That's not functional. That's not, um, that's that lady that was in the casket with them people crying over her. You know, mm-hmm. and so sometimes you got to write it down so you can see it, so you can see where you're out of balance, you know, because balance to one means something totally different than balance to somebody else, right? Yeah. So there's, I don't think there's a set rule. Balance for mothers is totally different than balance for empty nesters, right? right. And so, right. Um, uh, and then single women are different than somebody that's in a committed relationship, you know. So mm-hmm. I think it, it has to evolve based on how you and your circumstances evolve or change. You know, we also mm-hmm. had a sandwich generation. You know, COVID hit. You know, families had to kind of shack up together or take care of things and people that you didn't have a, a plan about having to do that. Or you get an ailing parent or an ailing sibling that you have to take care of or whatever. That wasn't in your plan, right? Mm-hmm. So. There's so many different variables to this, but the one thing that the one thing that I am learning the most is not to feel guilty about saying you're worth it. You know, I mean, I think a lot, especially a lot of a lot of females, we get that all the time. You know, we think if we're self-sacrificing, we're a better mom. You know, or if you just grind, you know, tell the kid you you good. You know, mm-hmm. and so. Being able to say, you know what, I need this for me. You're teaching people how to treat you. You're teaching yourself how to deal with yourself. And then um, you start to get to the benefits of the self-care. And so for me, you know, I didn't die. That was one of the benefits. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was a good thing. But I didn't realize how close to death I was with my blood pressure and all my other numbers had kept doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And we are glad you didn't die. And I think in the, with the long lens, it is. No organization can be any healthier than the people that run it. And so if you're looking to be, you know, to really achieve, self-care is important, taking that step back. 
because you're not doing anything for yourself or anyone else by you being tired, burnout, and not being your best self. So mm-hmm. that's do your pre-planning. What'd you say? To make sure you got your pre-need done, you know, because some of that stuff, you know, if you get, if you can't figure it out, get your pre-need done. Okay, that's that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's that's something to think about. That's that's kind of deep there because you know you know you we are you know we are overstressed and and we are mm-hmm. um, you know mentally drained and overstressed and so many of the diseases mm-hmm. before COVID. And monkeypox got to be so prevalent. It was irritable bowel and colitis and all these things that were uh, 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 um, associated with stress, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what our our society had become. Young people, I mean, people, you know, in, in their late years in high school and college were dealing with these same issues because of stress. And then, you know, got to corporate America or whatever. You have to get in corporate America, just working every day and, and trying to make a living at it. And so, you know, society has really set us up, and we've allowed it. I can't put on society without us. We've allowed it to um, bring us to, to this point that, you know, we've got to do a better care. You're right about women. Um, we really are, you know, um, doing that, that martyr thing. You know, my, my, my joke had always been to my sister, you know, get off the cross, somebody need the wood. Um, you know, we, kind of, we, 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 say, we get to be martyrs. You know, we've done the, on the cross, you know, we martyrs. I did, I'm going to just push through. I'm going to push through. And, uh, you know, that's saying get off the cross, somebody else need the wood. Because it's, it's, we have to do that and kind of bring each other um, mm-hmm. Sisters or brothers or whatever, bring us into reality and say, "Come on now, you know you've got and to the, take care of you." And you know right. you have to look that in your best relationships, friendships, and family members. You know, even sometimes coworkers. That shorthand that says just mm-hmm. what you said to your sister when uh, one of my friends would say, "Just simply, it ain't about you." Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? And that is, you know, one of my dearest friends, too, was also on this phone. She would only go through so much with you. She said, okay. it only took Jesus three days to get up. So you got three days to get over that. So you you had to learn if you wanted to keep her as a friend, don't get yourself into nothing that's going to take you longer than three days to get out of it. She said, now, you're going to be sick longer and you got three days. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's what so I think. We, we kind of came up with a rule that, you know, going to take three days. Anything more than three days, you need a mental health professional, some medication, or something else going on, right? Mm-hmm. And so you got to have, like, those are the guardrails, right? Because we didn't, in our generation, we weren't raised to talk about mental health. It was a demon. You know what I'm saying? Or drugs or something like that. You did something to yourself, you know, not worked yourself to death, right? So it is, it now it's okay to talk about, and people talk about stuff we don't even want to hear about. It's okay to talk about everything now. So now let's mm-hmm. talk about let's talk about when we're not feeling so good. You know, let's talk about when, you know what, I almost ran over somebody with my car in the parking lot and felt like I could get away with it and had no remorse whatsoever. Those <laughs> those things happen yeah. when you are out of balance. Right? And so mm-hmm. just like your washing machine, your washing machine gets out of balance and it starts jumping and bumping around, it's still spinning. It's still mm-hmm. trying to get rid of the water and wash the dirty clothes. Right? but it's out of balance, so it's not acting right. And so mm-hmm. we have to hold each other accountable for how we are treating each other, and inc- starting with how we treat you, you treating okay. you, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that's a new that's a new phenomenon because you got to like somebody before you can even do that. If you don't care on the bottom, you ain't going to say nothing to them because you don't care on the bottom. So we got to start caring. You don't care about for yourself. 
But see, you have to be like yes. yourself to say, hey, you yes. know what? This is this is this is wretched right here. This is a little bit too much, and I need to step back and, and take a take a breath. That's just the bottom line. So mm-hmm. listen, guys, we're about to run out of town. This has been great conversation, but I want everybody to come out, come around, Carolyn, take a time, give me a little bit of uh, your last little remarks, comments, suggestions, or whatever on this work life balance piece. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm just going to say find what makes you happy and then schedule your life around it. Okay. Okay. That don't make no money for you. That's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Shame on you if you didn't factor that into the happy equation. <laughs> Look, you know what? And I appreciate the question. But as soon as y'all find out what to do and how to do it, call us up, because the hell if I know. Well, we admitted from the very beginning, Gwen, that we were works in progress, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. And we all are. And this is why this is so important to me, that we are just real. And we say what we say, because there are so many people out there who are not getting the real tone or they don't think it's appropriate or it's not cool to say what we're saying. You know, we are black women who have been and are successful in business. And even though from the outside it may look a certain way, on the inside we struggle too. I mean, you know, we're blessed, but we still struggle too. And we still have opportunities and we still are learning every day and we still talk with each other and other friends we know to kind of help us through some of these times. And so this is why I love this segment, I'm just saying. It gives us time to be just real and just be open and raw with people and have people call in and listen and understand, opposed to sitting and just giving you a one, two, three, here's what you do, boom, 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 boom. That's not always life. That's not how it works all the time. So, no, we're saying to folk here, here are some ideas, here are some suggestions, which I love, but we're going to be real, too, and tell you it's not um, it's easy as it says, and we still as successful and how blessed we have all been, we still do struggle. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That is that's the it. truth. That's in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to find that that quite that that total balance. To your point, even retirement doesn't necessarily give you that balance. Some people can't stay retired. So right. you know, those are something with an ongoing battle that we'll keep talking about and keep talking about. So for me, guys, right. thank y'all so much. Anybody have anything they want to say before we close out? If no, not, I just appreciate I appreciate you ladies and be, having you in my life as, as role models and guardrails, you know, and, 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 and that's what I think everybody needs, at least that. If you don't have, because mm-hmm. I had a shrink. She said she was tired of listening to everybody's problems, and she quit. A shrink quit. You know, <laughs> it's just it's a rough time out here, you know, so you gotta got to have people that you can count on. That's it. I that's it. Ditto. Yeah, and, and, and ladies, gentlemen, do it for do it for each other. We've got to be there for each other. That's all we got. That's all we got. Okay. Yes. So once again, thank yes. you guys so much for listening. Hit me up on, on social media if you have any suggestions, calls, anything you want to say. We enjoy having you. This is Monday, the first day of the week. You have five more days in the work week, six more days totally to go out and be great. So thank you. Have a good evening. Have a good evening, Welcome y'all. to Thank the you. Growing in Greatness podcast <laughs> with your host, Gwendolyn Singletary. We bring relevant insights, actionable strategies, and connections to resources to inspire you to explore your potential and become the best version of yourself in business and personally. So take charge and commit to growth. Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And remember, you deserve to see your own greatness.